Hello, and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast. I'm Chris Salamone from Four Eyes Furniture, and with me as always, Mike Montgomery from Modern Builds. Hey, everybody. And Ben Ueda from Homemade Modern. Hey. Today is Saturday, July 29th, 2017, otherwise known as... Okay, I'm going to give you two. There's two days. Okay. Both of them are food. So it's Ooh. National Chicken Wing Day. I like that. And National Lasagna Day. Which Ooh, one do you like, like better? Too. Chicken wings. Chicken wings. Yeah, lasagna. Wings. I'm a lasagna man. I are love you? lasagna. But man. what part of the wings? Do you guys like the flat wings or the drumstick part? I'm, I, I prefer the drumstick, but it's all good with me. What about which part of the lasagna? You like a center cut or like an edge or a corner of the pan maybe? I like a corner. I, a love, corner, I love the crunch, man. Give me the crunch. <laughs> I'm addicted to the crunch. <laughs> what about you? Are you like you're I'm an edge guy? I'm a, I'm a center guy, yeah. More yeah. gooey. and See, but for, for brownies, I'm, I'm a center guy. No, see, for brownies, I would be an edge guy. There, I want wow. that crunch. Yeah. See, I don't. Mm-mm. Do you like dip it in milk or anything to soften it up? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. 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 You know, I'm just I've, making sure. I've said that within the past year, at least, where I've eaten chocolate chip cookies and milk and been like, you know, you can get a lot fancier with dessert, but you can't do much better. Like, this is pretty dang good. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't. I never really thought of that, but there's Something not a lot of desserts that are better than just some good cookies and milk, like a good chocolate chip cookie and milk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. I need to go eat something. Yeah, I'm starving. That's all for this weekend. All right. I love all right, so, and cookies now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, what do we have lined up for this weekend show? Well, we have a, a guest interview. I got the chance while I was at the Haven Conference to interview one of my favorite uh, bloggers and influencers, Corey Decker from Sawdust to Stitches. Really great um, stuff. Really talented individual. Uh, not only does she have what I think are some, some incredibly tasteful uh, sort of room-by-room room how-tos that she sort of uh, showcases her interior design and styling ability, she also builds a lot of the furniture pieces in them. So that's a pretty powerful sort of one-two punch and not one that you see all that often. So uh, I got to pick her brain a little bit, uh, chat about things, and uh, she even got to tell us about one of her more controversial uh, projects that she did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotta love some controversy. You leave it on a cliffhanger so people keep listening, right? Yeah, but before we get into that, do we have any hypotheticals? Yeah, we do. Actually, so on Thursday's episode, we forgot to do a hypothetical and we got like 10,000 emails with people demanding oh, no. that we do a hypothetical. Yep. <laughs> people were really mad between Thursday and today. So now we got one. And actually, this one came in from, it was, it was written in from Sandwich Furniture. That was the oh. username. Hmm. It says, we might have kind of talked about this before, okay. but let, let's do it anyway. We'll have a fresh perspective. There we it's go. Been, time has passed. It'll be a different take on an old subject. So it says, if YouTube disappeared and you couldn't make a living through content creation, would you keep making what you do to sell? And how would you grow that business? P.S. Mike and Ben have been a huge inspiration for me starting furniture businesses. Not Chris. His stuff is out of my league. Still Ooh. love watching his videos though. <laughs> Thanks, That's guys. Funny. That's kind of like a, the opposite of a backhanded compliment. It's, it's kind like, of backhanded it compliments in both ways. <laughs> it's it really kind of like is. a, I'll call it a front-handed <laughs> diss. Straight uh, up. I would, sell, I would sell the video content. Not if, if YouTube That's not an away. option, though. The well, video's it just says not if there. YouTube disappeared. Uh, but I think it's assumed that like the whole YouTube front isn't there anymore. Right. But I think I would just, well, he does say, he says you couldn't make a living through content creation. Okay. So you're screwed. Yeah. So like me, 
personally. I'll yes. let Ben think on it for a second. Think on it. I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think there's like money for it in my market where yeah. I live. Um, I can imagine custom furniture and stuff can can sell at a lot higher price around where you guys are at. Granted, I know cost of living is higher and everything like that, but I just don't think there's like as big of a market for expensive custom furniture where I live. And so I wouldn't. Granted, now that puts me at a 21-year-old with a de- with an associate's degree in music production uh-huh. um, and really no work experience in any like valuable field. So I don't know what I would be doing. I think I've really screwed myself over if that <laughs> would be the case. You know what I mean? I think I'd yeah. be out here with not a lot of prospects. So... Uh, Let's so, hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope YouTube stays well, <laughs> stays think, alive. Mike, I think you could take my idea, and I think it would work equally well for you. Uh, okay. I think one of the things, if I, if I may be so bold, I think one of the things that me and you are both good at is taking pretty common materials and making them, you know, reasonably nice things out of them. Yeah. So let's think about this like logically, almost as if it's a design problem. Is okay. okay we know how to take our own two hands and readily available available uh, power tools and pretty inexpensive materials like plywood, two by fours and stuff like that, a little bit of paint and turn them into things that other people find desirable and nice. Yeah. Yep. So if we know that selling to individual pieces isn't, isn't the best sort of financial option and we know that content isn't an option, I would argue some sort of real estate or room flipping or Airbnb becoming an Airbnb host would be the interesting option. Oh no, yeah, that would definitely be a great option. Um, right. So yeah. I would, I would, I would, uh, I would try rather. So and, and I did. I've done this in college and then right after college, where I wanted to have a nice place, but I didn't have a lot of income. So mm-hmm. I would look at you know individual rooms for rent on Craigslist or sort of real estate listings, and I would see oh. The nice ones are expensive. The crappy ones are cheap. <laughs> yeah. But I would look and go, oh, if I rent a whole three-bedroom, two-bath house, it's cheaper per room than that. So if I ah. if I sort of can front the money or borrow the money to if, if, if you know if things are really tight, then not only can I pick my roommates, I can potentially sort of upcharge if I fix the house up nicer That's and true. rent the rooms out. So there's been a few times in my life where one time where I teamed up with friends. And we were looking for a new apartment. I had I had my uh, two roommates, and we you know we couldn't really find a place that was like we were excited about living in. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we saw uh, an apartment for rent that was that was decent but kind of overpriced. But we saw that the other two units in this sort of three unit apartment building were also available. So we asked the landlord, "How much if we just rent the whole thing, and then you only have to worry about getting a check for one person?" Right. So we rented all three units, and then subleased out the other two units, and actually paid for the majority of our rents. So we were living at like a third of the normal market rate for rent. Nice. Now, granted, we had to you know take everything, and we actually set up Wi-Fi to sort of sweeten the deal to justify that. We're like, "Oh, Wi-Fi comes in," so we we did a little bit more work like that, and it was a way that I was able to save a lot of money. Uh, that I eventually put into my own sort of real estate developments by sort of, you know, taking on that extra challenge. I knew that I could kind of fix things so I could take on a little bit of a super role. But I think that's probably what I would do is I'd say, well, I know how to take a really ugly room and without a lot of capital, make it quite a bit nicer. And I know how to take decent photos of that. So I would take those photos, I would take that nicer room and then use that to get a premium on a room rental service like Airbnb. 
It would also let me be more creative because what's interesting about Airbnb versus like flipping houses to sell is that people want more novelty and more intrigue if they're just staying there for a short period of time. Oh yeah. So, so okay. that would also let me experiment with it from a design standpoint. So you've got you've got experience doing some Airbnb, correct? Yeah, actually, I uh, just got an inquiry. I have my loft. Most people don't know this, so let's not go crazy out there, listeners. But uh, oh. <laughs> I do have Stay my loft, loft in uh, Boston listed at a pretty high uh, nightly price. Um, yeah. So I think like the minimum cost of rented is like I think it's like a two night minimum, and it's like uh, you know somewhere like nine hundred to a thousand dollars a night. Mm-hmm. But you'd be surprised at how many how many rentals actually uh, come in yeah and it's way way more expensive than anything in the area because one i don't really want to rent it that often um but it's like anytime i rent it i'm like well screw it for like half that money i can go to four seasons right take, steal the bathroom <laughs> you, and, uh, should, uh, <laughs> uh, you know uh, you should put in there order that for, a bunch of room service for fifteen hundred dollars you'll sneak back in at three in the morning and pull no, the alarm no. and then somebody can run down and cut, cut their, their foot, foot open yeah. Oh, the whole Benueta uh, experience. Oh, how's that healing up? It's, it's getting there. It's okay, getting good. There. Uh, and but you know, so many people reached out with like kind, supportive words. And uh, how was it at the conference? It was rough. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, because you're on your feet the whole day. Yeah, it, yeah. it was rough. But uh, you know, people are. Did you were, take the stitches out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took the stitches out, and Sorry, uh, I keep it. It kind of it kind of opened back up a little bit, which was scary <laughs> for a minute, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was okay. it was rough, but uh, it's definitely on to men now. And you know what was actually worse was like taking the antibiotics that they gave me. I feel like uh, antibiotics just wipe me out and just feel terrible. Yeah. Um, so, so can I ask you a question about yeah. Airbnb? Sure. Um, so from someone, is it do you see it like being viable in a place outside of Boston, New York, L.A., stuff like that? Look and see. You can kind of get a sense from the people around you that are that are doing it. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe not. But I think in general, it's the sort of you know rental sort of thing option. Um, I think it's viable in a lot of remote locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more interesting the difference, you know, if if people have to do business travel, uh, younger people definitely sort of uh, definitely look for those look kind for of things. Like that. Yeah. Uh, I know people that do it in pretty remote locations and still do quite well. Um, so, yeah, I would uh, I would do do a little bit of research, reach out to people that are doing it in your area, and sort of you know ask them. Um, yeah. The other thing that I you know there's also just uh, monthly rentals. You know, if if you rent out a four bedroom house and, and market rate is you know five hundred dollars to rent a room in that area, but you know. So let's say it's a four bedroom and you pick three roommates. If you can make it just nicer, you can probably make it nice enough with paint to get six hundred dollars. <laughs> that you know, that's yeah. not just three hundred dollars more. That's a pretty substantial percentage increase on the rates, right? And if you can do anything like that to get like a you know, anywhere from like a fifteen to thirty percent premium versus what's standard by putting in a little bit of labor and then get that over a whole year, that's uh it adds up. Right, and it's also a great way to you know basically live rent free, which is another way to you know reduce those kind of expenses. Awesome, cool. Well, I think that's enough real estate talk. I'm sorry, I just kept kind of getting interested in it. Um, so yeah, uh, do you guys want to hop into the interview? Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll hey, cut I away. I never got and- the answer. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, well, okay. We, here, but, sorry. Sorry. You were no, kind no, of left no, out. No, I'll edit it. I'll edit it <laughs> and make it sound like I never even said that. No, here, no, no. Leave it. Ready? Here we go. Okay. No. There. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, seriously. I uh, just to answer real quick. I would not. Would you go to, back to building custom? No, I wouldn't. No. I, I don't think I would. I mean, if anything, I would do it and just kind of give people the go away price. And so then if people wanted to pay that much, I'd say fine. But I think that, so my situation right now, I'm kind of at a place where, okay, I have a career that I've been in for a while. I've been at my current job for like two and a half, almost three years. So if I weren't doing the whole YouTube thing right now, I would probably be getting ready to make that next move to advance my career. Yeah. But- I've kind of put my career into like uh, stagnant mode because of kind doing of the YouTube thing. A bit, yeah. yeah, like to to move forward, I would really have to like move to another job or further my education or whatever to start making more money essentially. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm fine taking, so I guess my gamble right now is that I'm putting that on hold to focus on doing the content creation thing. So if you yeah. took that off the table, then I would probably just say, okay, what's going to be best for my family? And I'd probably focus more on my career. Just buckle down. Buckle down. Just awesome. live the American yeah. dream. <laughs> no, you're living the American dream now, man. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I would, I'd kill <laughs> the American dream then. Live All the right. Russian dream. Good question. Uh, awesome. I like those little hypotheticals. Those are always fun. So should we uh, jump into yeah. the interview with uh, Corey? Let's do it. Let's do it. Ben, take it away, take Ben. Take it away. Damn. <laughs> Got it. I am here today with Corey Decker from Sawdust to Stitches. Yes. Happy uh, to be here. Big fan of Corey's work. I think what I really like is that you're there's a lot of style bloggers and there's a lot of kind of maker kind of builders, and you're one of the few people that can really put the whole room together but still actually build the things in it. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like there's only a handful of us, but it's really hard um, to balance that, especially when it comes to working with sponsors and stuff like that. Like, they don't know how to take me. And so, and especially with a following, have, my fans don't know what to think of right, me. And right, so, right. I have a good mix, and I, but I really like it. Yeah, I like to think of it as like a farm to table from sort of building to styling. Exactly. Thank right? you. And yeah, it needs its own sort of category. What I think is really, and one of the reasons why I want to interview you is that we have a lot of sort of uh, makers and woodworkers mm -hmm. on, on uh, as listeners, and what I really wanted to encourage them to check out your stuff is because I think it... It shows how it can be part of a, you know, one particular build piece can be part of a whole vision for a room. Right. And I think for individual makers, you know, be sure to check out, it's just sawdust to stitches. Dot com, dot com. Yep. With the number two. With the number two. Yep. Um, Very 90s, but yeah, I no, like it. <laughs> definitely check it out because I think it's like a great way for, there's so many good woodworkers out there, but they sometimes have tr trouble marketing their stuff. And there's mm -hmm. all these people I see that are so much better at like woodworking than I am but they're struggling sort of finding that high-end custom audience. And I often think it's like a staging issue. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, you can look at great woodworkers who are so much better at it than what I can ever do. And uh, they don't have the capacity or the knowledge to know how to stage right. something. And I mean, if, they, if I had a piece of their woodworking in front of my house, it could make it look fantastic. But like having both sides really helps sell what yeah. I do. And it, so I'm guessing you get a little bit of the same guilt that I do. Where it's like, we'll kind of do, like, you know, I mean, our stuff's good, but it's not like, you know, it's not going to end up in fine woodworking magazine. Right. It's and more I don't than, want anybody yeah. to inspect it too closely right. either. But I think we're both pretty good at 
putting it in a scene or in a context and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, do you have like a background in design or? Um, I went to school and I actually went into PR. That was my major. Mm-hmm. And then my minor was in design and I only didn't go into interior design is because I honestly was coming into it like into my sophomore year and I wasn't going to finish in time and I didn't have the patience for that. And so I ended up getting a degree in blogging because it's PR and design and it just panned out really nicely with a background in construction and mixed in there. And so with the PR background, uh-huh. you're very careful with like politically correct, you know, copy. Oh, try, <laughs> we try. So where, where are you based out of? Uh, well, I'm now in uh, Florida, but I grew up in Ohio. Mm. So okay, that's in the middle of the diverse. woods, Ohio with lots of trees. And mm. and how, how would you describe your style? My style? Huh. Ben, That's you so don't hard. like this question either. I know. Um, <laughs> my style, I don't want to say it's farmhouse because I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. But I like things that are old with crisp, clean lines. Like I like to bring a little bit of modern with nice white and bright. But I still like to bring in some of that industrial flair and a little bit, I hate to say it, but a little bit of the farmhouse. I yeah, do, you're, I like you're, you're pretty eclectic because I'll see some posts on your Instagram which is great. Uh, well, you'll be doing like really clean, like graphic paint things with mm-hmm. like grays and whites that look super slick and Love clean it. and modern. And then I'll see some like wood pieces that are a little bit more on, they're not quite rustic, but they're like, uh, you know, they'll have a little bit more of like an organic kind of, you know, warmer right. tones mixed in with the clean settings. It's like the, it's almost like the, the house, the pieces, the furniture pieces you build seem to be a little bit warmer and then the, the background seems yes. to be cleaner and fresher. And exactly. No, I think that's the way I kind of go. And that's what I always advise people to do when they're talking about in the interior design angle is I'm like, go with everything classic as your as your backdrop. I mean, right. you can never go wrong with the classics. And then add your style and your flair and your pieces in your home. And honestly, like, sometimes I do. Like, um, the, the straight clean lines, like, it'll change from room to room. And I try to keep a cohesive feel throughout the house. But, like, my home gym, like, I recently did that. And mm-hmm. that is, like, someplace that I felt like I could go a little bit more modern. Mm-hmm. And it totally was fitting, but it's still blended with the rest of my home with the color schematic. So, yeah. So what like are, to change it up. <laughs> what are the big channels that you sort of put out uh, media content to? I mean, I, I know you mostly from Instagram, and I've seen your yeah. website. Um I'm I'm so bad. (laughs) I post when I have projects. Um, I try not to force the content too much and push it on everybody. But I like to keep people informed on what I'm doing, mostly on Instagram. Like, if you want to see what I'm up to, follow me on Insta stories, Mm -hmm. and I will show you a little bit of the background stuff. And then I try to keep my polished stuff, like, actually. Yeah, your Instagram feed is very. I try to keep it pretty curated. Um, That's why I only post, like, once a week. (laughs) That's okay. I need to work on that. And then. uh, mostly Facebook and Instagram, I would say. So, so do you do you see like a little bit of sort of like a challenge with because you sort of talked about how you like to keep this polished, but then you also are sort of hinting that you feel like the pressure to post more. I so it's like one conflicting with the I other do. a little bit. Like I admire some of the some of the people that I really admire are the people that don't mind sharing the process, and I think people love seeing the process, but at the same time. Ugh, you've got this mixed group of people that like I've got design bloggers on one side and then I've got my woodworkers on the other side. And those are my two main followings. And so when I post a process picture, all of a sudden my interior design people are like, what is she doing? And then it's just like, I lose their interest. And then that is when I get all of my woodworkers coming and they're like, that is amazing. And so I try and find a balance. And so I try to do Insta stories for my woodworkers and mm-hmm. like a more behind the scenes thing and then keep it polished. But 
Who's to say that that won't change in a month? Because it might. <laughs> and one of the things I like about your the, your website is that you have it sort of organized where you can see both whole room makeovers, mm-hmm. which is great for the sort of homeowner, but you also have project plans, which is good for other woodworkers that want to pick up some design ideas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, do you do your own project plans? Or you sort of outsource those? No. Or? Okay. So I learned how to do SketchUp. I did. I swear I did. Believe me when I say that. I suck at it, though. So, But my husband love him he is a genius when it comes to autocad so i can sit Ooh. there with him and i am a horrible person so but i i don't i don't draw my plans up before i build them i build my plans and then i get them to my husband and have them draw them up. i know i know you're shaking your no, head no no I, I, I just hired an employee to do 3d modeling I, I can do it it's just like i prefer someone else to do it i get so frustrated <laughs> and so and him trying to teach me was bad for our marriage and so it just went over to <laughs> Having him do it, but like I totally am that person that builds before I draw it up because I want to work out the kinks when I'm doing yeah. it. And I build first, and then I do measure it, and then I and then I measure it, and I write it down, and then I come to him and I said, "Okay, this is the order I did it in," and right. then I sit there and I walk. And often I'll it. fix like maybe one or two mistakes. That exactly, I did in the build. I'm like, he's just like, it comes out to one third. I'm like, well, let's fix that somehow. Let's round so, it off. Yes. So I can, but I really, really don't like to. <laughs> yeah, I. I I think when I first heard about you, it was through one of your controversies. Oh, yes. And I think you had posted something that was totally innocuous, but just happened to have guns in it. Uh-huh. And so what, what was the project and what sort of happened? It was, um, it was, it was staged as a secret compartment. It was not a safe. I mm. put it out there as a secret compartment. And um, I think a lot of people, and it, rightfully so, should be very concerned with gun safety and having those in the mm. home with children. And I completely agree. And that's why I take a lot of precautions when it comes to keeping those away from my children, but easily accessible to myself. And so um, I built this case that was a secret compartment and it required a two-point entry. And so oh, it wow. was... It required you to know how to open it. So, like, actually, I made it for my husband for Christmas one year. And I had set it up, and I said, I was. this is the part I was super excited about. I'm like, okay, figure out how to open it. Mm-hmm. And he knows that I do secret compartments. So he knew he was looking for something, some way to open it. He couldn't figure it out. And, and making him sound stupid, but he's a very smart, bright yeah, guy. Yeah. And he couldn't figure it out. And <laughs> I so just imagine him shaking I, it. <laughs> sitting there shaking it. And so, but, like, he couldn't figure it out. And, like, that was my test to right. see if he could figure it out. And he knows that I do that sort of thing. And he couldn't figure it out. And so I got a lot of flack from that. And, like, I mean, people are concerned about gun safety, and I get that. What was that. the flack that, the, that it wasn't oh, secure geez. enough? Or? It wasn't secure enough, and I – um. A lot of mommy groups reaching out. Really? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it got really. It's interesting. It's interesting how those things work, right? Like, I mean, I get it. Even if I post something like a leather project, Uh I'll get just a really strong vocal minority. Right. um, That is like, how dare you build furniture out of the hides of animals? (laughs) Meanwhile, I look at the commenters' post and they see them with their pet cats. I'm like, you do know your cats aren't vegan. Like, even if you are, your cats are eating meat. So that's it's. Uh, it, but the, the it's, amount of support that we got on the other side of it, though, was amazing. Like I had a lot of pros on that side. So what did so. you do with the project? Did you keep it up or take it down? Or no, I kept it up for a really long time, and um, I ended up going through it. And I just put a lot of disclaimers in there, but like I understand this is not a gun safe, and if you're looking for a gun safe, absolutely go out and buy a lock on, put it on there. But like, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like uh, I mean, I think it's, just, I mean. I tend to be a little bit ruthless on the on the sort of looking for sort of media things, right? Mm-hmm. And 
You know, I think a project like that, there's always the way you can do it. Like, I might not phrase a project like that as a DIY, because mm-hmm. then it looks like I'm encouraging other people to build it. And I also do that with some things that maybe I don't follow the letter of the law and safety and stuff like that. I say, yes. look, this is more of a demo of this me doing it. Right. I'm not, and I'll change the language. I won't say you should do this. I won't publish the same mm-hmm. plans or stuff like that. But I'm totally, you know, comfortable if like I'm posting something that I like or I design, right? Like, mm-hmm. So I'm working on something to like, a. I mean, it's not as controversial as guns but uh, I'm building <laughs> I'm building like a I'm one. building like a like you know this sort of secret garden this like wardrobe that has a garden actually growing in it and I know it's not a DIY project it's too absurd but it's exactly the type of thing I want in my home so it's like no this is my channel but every once in a while I'm going to build you, things right. that I like and there'll be some people say this is not practical I can't make this and I'm like well, well I didn't you don't you have to yeah not very many people can do what notice, I do notice but. the phrasing <laughs> for the way I, I did that thing but on the flip side I actually think from a, you know, I think if you did that as a YouTube video, I think mm-hmm. that video would just destroy on YouTube particularly. I think like in it a would, good way or a bad way? Like in a really good, like <laughs> okay. view-wise at least. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting too is I think it also, uh, I think you can take some of those criticisms and then to actually use them to make the project too. Like, I mean, there's a ton of like smart home companies that have thumbprint mm-hmm. ID locks. So it might be something where you like incorporate oh, like a thumbprint ID lock that's actually made more meant for like a front door. I would love to do something like that. I, I think that's genius. And like, I wish I would thought of it before. And I was like, Jerry, uh-huh. rigging that thing together with bolts and eyelids. <laughs> right. Cause it, I, and I think it's also when, when you do get like that sort of, you know, as a as an influencer or a blogger or a designer, when you get that feedback, I mean, the reaction, I mean, I, I get it too, as much as I like to be cavalier about it, it does, it does sort of make me a little defensive at times. Uh-huh. But one of the really interesting things you can do is just go, uh-huh, oh, well, look at this. Look oh, what I did. Nice. I, and yeah. I, I, I addressed it because it also deflates the antagonism because mm-hmm. they say, you didn't do this. And you go, actually. Actually. <laughs> I thought about that. Um, but no, I, I, it's funny. I was actually... I've been, I really like the way, you know, I don't have a lot of experience with, with guns, um, but I've always liked the aesthetic of them. I think they're really interesting tools and, and devices. And, uh, you know, I've always wanted to take apart an old one, like a revolver, oh, yeah. and use like the, what do you, the little barrel part, the chamber? Where you put, the chamber where you put those six bullets in uh-huh. and spins. And I always wanted to use that as like an inlay or as a way to, Embed it into like a desk so that like my phone charger cords comes through oh, it or something that like would that. Be cool. Because I think like it would be. I wonder if like people would get mad, right? Like, because on one hand it'd be like guns, I don't like. But you're destroying guns. one. But you like, might appeal to both crowds. They would right be there. so confused. You've got a great idea. You're going to uh, cater to both parties, and that's hard to do when it comes to guns. Yeah. Well, it's not like you advocated shooting anyone. No, I didn't say go out and buy one and make one. I just said, hey, this is what I did. I, kinda, I really like it. I like the juxtaposition of like sort of aesthetics, right? Like I mm-hmm. like to see like a flower garden in a Victorian cabinet. I like I to see an indu- industrial mix of things. So I actually like that your your cabinet was so like domestic and warm. And, and then, then there's you open this, it like, up and it's like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah. Well, not boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, bad, word, bad choices. I totally didn't mean to do that. All right. Well, awesome. So what's the next uh, thing that you're working on? The next thing, the next thing I'm working on right now is my shop. My shop is 
We're Is building my workshop, and so separate building or separate building. We're working on it. It's about twelve hundred square feet. So this is going to be my space. I mean, twelve hundred. Yeah, that's it's, good. Yeah, it's going to be great. And so we're working on getting that all. Well, actually, as soon as I get home from this trip, my block is sitting on my slab, and I'm going to start laying block. I am just. This has been like a year and a half. Work on those forearm skills. I block. know. I'm just like this is going to hurt so bad my forearm. So, mm. but I'm going to start that, and we're hoping by mid September that that thing is going to be up. So it's going to be a concrete block building. Block building, and we're we're in Florida, so per code, yeah, we have yeah. to have the bottom layer. Oh, okay. So I'll later I'll tell you I have some interesting architecture ideas with okay. blocks. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, where would be the best place for people to find your work? And uh, com or probably on Instagram is what I'm. Yeah. Start most... start with the Instagram, and then work yeah. your way to the website. I yeah. think that's always the best. That's a, that's a good start. So awesome. Well, thanks for chatting. Thanks for having me. I had a great time. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. And you know what? I would guess if you're listening to the weekend show, you probably most likely already are. So you know what? Instead of subscribing or double subscribing, why don't you tell a friend that you think would like the show? Yeah. yeah we're really trying to grow our numbers here. We're going to blow this things up because one of the things that we want to do is take is, over the world. Well, yes. Oh. Uh, but also, <laughs> a second we want thing to sort we of, do. We want to get to the point where we can actually host live events. That's mm-hmm. one of the goals that we have. And I'll just lay it all out there because, you know, I go back and forth on how much I should share about goals, but definitely that's one of them. This uh, is an open forum, though. Like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We we want to be able to host events, interact with you all. Uh, like I was saying in the, the, the previous show, I, I got a ton of great answers whenever I have a sort of a design problem. Uh, so I'd love to meet up with all you guys and uh, – share a shop talk and show each other scars from where we cut each other with power shears and uh (laughs) so tell your friends uh tell your old shop teacher uh tell people that hate applebee's um tell them all about the modern maker (laughs) podcast and uh let's throw a big party so let's do it we'll uh see you next uh thursday bye everybody later